Hi everyone and welcome to another week and another topic. This time it's the it is actually probably the question we get asked the most. Where should OPNA and org design sit? Should HR own it? Unpacking Organizations, the Practitioner's Podcast. Sponsored by Orgview. See tomorrow's business today. Shredder. What do you Hi, think? Let's, uh, should we you get into dive, this? dive into, yeah, it's a loaded <laughs> question. Goodness. It's, it's a big one. It's a big one. But how are you before we jump in? I'm doing well. And perhaps after this podcast, we'll do better because we'll be putting our thinking out there. So how do I feel about this is, I'll be, I'll be honest, I'm an HR professional. I feel deeply about this function and I feel that they can create really immense impact into an organization. I definitely feel that HR should own it. The challenge is the HR isn't owning it. And that's where I feel the pain. I feel that. And maybe that's what we should unpack it because um, HR owns a lot of other things. But over the years, like almost two decades of my career, I have found very few big organizations where they're ready to own org design as a part of their uh, concrete or like, you know, core HR function as that. What is your experience, Rupert? This is this is a hot one. So I'm with you. In theory, I believe HR is the function that should own this. Um, it's what I've written in, in, in my book. But I get pushed back, particularly behind closed doors from industry experts and, and, and very often people outside of HR who challenging, challenge me hard and challenge each other that they don't believe HR should own it. And because they don't think HR has the capability, they don't believe HR has the mindset or the ambition to own it. There's a comfort blanket and a set of skills that is driven around operational HR, loving a crisis, um, you know, looking at talent acquisition, maybe talent, maybe talent management, employee lifecycle management, you know, recruit on board, maybe some L and D and and what have you, um, payroll, comp and ban, but. Not this, and, and and this does require a different skill set. It requires an ability to genuinely business partner with the business, and in that, in, in, I don't mean in a partnering sense. I mean in a, in a leading sense. Um, it is more often than not done by management consultants, and and you know both of us are ex management consultants, and we've done this for a living. But the good management consultants out there will say that they want to build capability. And you, you want to leave the organization in a place where they can look after themselves and do it themselves. So 
augment your OD and OPNA capability with externals when you don't have the capacity because it there is peaks and troughs of demand, but it should be a capable it should be a core capability. And you know, going back to this 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 book that both you and I have read and and and, and CEO excellence written by three McKinsey partners, three McKinsey partners, extremely well-researched book. And, and in it, they highlight six priorities for, for successful CEOs. And this is not what they think CEOs should have. It's what the best CEOs through their methodology have identified as where they spend their time. And, and, and the first one is setting the strategy. And the second one is called org alignment and within Within organ alignment, there are only three things. There is culture. Culture eats strategy for breakfast. It's critical. It's culture is critical. It's talent and org design. And, and so within the agenda of a CEO, org design is one of the most critical things. And the McKinsey book goes into quite a bit of detail explaining how and why and it's very aligned with our thinking. I feel that many a times the HR department over-indexes on talent and does org design only as a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity of work, even within a very standalone HR department. And um, that, is a, that is a miss. Because the way that we do talent on a very regular basis, we do performance management, we do talent assessments, we do like succession planning, that is how we have to do OPNA, organizational planning and analysis. And not just once in five years that we come here and do org design, because of which there is no permanent team that builds their capability around it. To your point, there's no actual that we understand our metrics of organizations are, we don't understand what our target or vision of getting to those metrics are, and we don't do forecasting around it. So the TAF that we have discussed before, we don't do that. And because of that, we just continue to over-index on talent and do not do the same rigor on the OPNA function. The other thing which I feel is that we shy away from connecting a very operational data, non-sexy part of HR to really strategic partnering with the business part of HR. Because I think those, those, both these things are equally important. And sometimes we just say that we are strategic HR partner to the businesses and we just help them realign their organization. But we then don't take it all the way up till execution and ensure that the back end of the organization is also fully tick and tie. And that I feel is also a miss. Either we operate at a very high level or a very operational level and we don't create the connective tissue between the two. I, I I was um, presenting and, and, and talking to a group of, of, of about 40 senior partners in, in, in one of the big consulting firms. I, I won't say who it was. And it, it was a global practice of OD professionals in, in one of the big consulting firms. And I was presenting OPNA and we, we have, had a discussion about it. And I, I think it almost ended up being almost a two-hour discussion. And half the room were, this has to be owned by HR. And the other half of the room were like, 
HR will never be able to be capable. The polarization. Of yeah, and then they're like, it needs, and so it was, so it needs to be owned by transformation, or it needs to be owned by finance, strategy, the, strategy. If you know, right. what one of those functions, right? Not HR, and and it was a really heated debate. Debate, and some people were really feeling strongly HR for HR, and they are there to, to safeguard the people and. All design is so connected to the people, so it has to be, um, and, and and it's just capability thing. And clearly, you know, I've got clients and uh, who invest in this capability and build it and, and put the technology. But you know, the the, the data from Harvard Business Review um, back in twenty twenty two said that only ten percent of organisations align the organisation design to the strategy. Only ten percent. And, and when we look at the other statistic that is, is, has been around since I've been around in, in business, so that's, you know, I don't want to show my age, but it's getting on 25 years. And for, for 25 years, and I'm sure it's longer, there's 80% of transformations fail. Exactly. That number goes from 70 to 90, but it never yeah. comes down. It never no. comes down. It always and, fails. And, and I'm like, really? <laughs> and we and, and 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 we're doing the same thing over and over again, and and then you look at the the lifespan, you know, of of an organization that, say, in a Fortune five hundred or, you know, one of these in, indices, that it's gone down from thirty two years to seventeen. So your probability of surviving the next. 10 20 years is actually decreasing and i don't care how big you are you know how infallible you feel and 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 jeff bezos said you know i, I know one thing for sure we won't be around forever and i just want to delay our demise for as long as possible and it's such a humble statement coming it, it from a humble, somebody from to, him, like him yeah, yeah. Or, or you look at the statement um from 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 intel only the paranoid survive right yes yes and and so it is it is it is proven over and over again that if you aren't getting on top of these things the probability that you won't survive is 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 high yet you're doing all the things that are perpetrating that um you know there there was i don't know if you know the 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 grainer curve but there, there was a in, in the 1970s, um, there was a model of how organizations scale and a set of crises right, that happened. Right, right, yes. The Grainer model. And mm-hmm. basically saying, well, if you don't organize yourself through each crisis of, of scaling, you know, it's a leadership crisis, so I won't go into the detail of the model, but, you, you know, and, and, and you, you get a model like where you have things like that you need the matrix and it's called the bureaucracy crisis and all these sorts of things. And you, you have to be, you have to fight against, as you scale, the the dangers, the, the things that get in the way and the complexity that is created. And, and it's the complexity that will kill you. And, 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 and so org design is around how do we design it so we can get the, the benefits of the scale without the disbenefits of the scale, you know, without we're taking, and, and that's all design is, is a lot of that. And we talked in, in our last podcast about the bureaucracy index and things like this to try and manage that. So to, to me, this is, um, 
it's existential, it's critical, it's critical to the CEO, it's critical to the board, it's critical to the ex co. And, you know, let's say 90% of the time, it isn't critical to HR. And 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 finance, you know, they invest 25% of their budget into FPNA. 25%. And in HR, it's between zero to two percent gets invested into opium and and it's and, and then you wonder why we're all struggling and then also it gets mirrored into many hr conferences and the way hr is represented in industry many of the hr conferences don't even have org design or opna as their work stream so then it just like you know it fuels into each other because then it starts to get less and less priority and then we talk about work design and not org design and then we just try to make it more sexy without doing the real work that also adds up so rupert i also want to touch base upon we talk about like many of those uh, stakeholders behind the closed doors say that we don't have enough capabilities the HR professionals don't have enough capability. What are those capabilities? In my mind, one of the capabilities is enterprise thinking. And I already spoke about like connecting the big strategy to actual the execution and the data. But it's also enterprise thinking that as an HR, we should be able to connect the dots between the finance and the strategy and the transformation and the business and bring that to bear for organization design. And we don't do that enough. Like in HR, we think that we are only the people sitting in an island and don't connect so much with finance, don't connect so much with strategy. We connect maximum, I would say, we connect it to the business, which I think our HR business partners do well. I mean, you, I, you know, I think the term systems thinking or integrated thinking. Right. Um, that is definitely one. I mean, another one is to actually be able to understand a strategy and push back and translate because because that's another topic is strategies un- if the strategy is unclear then the org design has no chance so you, you have to be able to speak brutally you know to, to power and, and say well this is just unclear back to the design criteria i can't if i can't get my what is my number one design criteria that i'm trying to optimize forward and i can only have two or three this is I need that focus. If I don't have that, and, and and it's not for nothing that all the case studies and all the management books are all about the same organizations because they have very, very clear strategies and therefore they have very, very clear organizations. So that is not HR or OPNA's bag to sort, but it is certainly their bag to say, this isn't clear. We need to get this clear. And and you know what? So so that's that's the first step. Um but even to, to to make that assertion to the and and at the end to the CEO fundamentally has to own that, you know, with with the, with his or her management team, and you have to have the gravitas to be able to sit in that room and contribute to help the CEO think through the options, the criteria, the ramifications, etc. And if you don't have that, you, you're just not going to be in the room. And that's that's where, and, and you just won't be invited in. And and then you will be left at the end of the process to pick up the mess and deal with the redundancy program and the refs and, and, and you know, was it ever thus? Right. 
Absolutely. What is your takeaway, Rupert, when we talk about should HR own this? My takeaway, having spent forever, is I, I think, you know, 10, maybe 20% of organizations will do it. Um, am I optimistic that others, that more will? I don't know. I'm, 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 no, I'm not optimistic. I'm an optimist by nature. I'm not optimistic. Hmm. You know, your point about the conferences is, is spot on. Um, I, I just, I, I think the, the top CEOs should be thinking about this harder. And at the end of the day, they're the ones that are going to have to drive that change and say, where's this capability? And, and, you know, Shredder, we're, we're, we're trying our best to influence this in writing books, doing this podcast, you know, supporting, you know, for me supporting, I'm supporting my clients, you're supporting your organization and influencing. Right. And, and we do our best, you know, and, um, one at a time. And then, like we said, you know, if we get one person to listen to the podcast and makes the change, then fantastic. And I, I, I put it to that, to our listeners, share your stories, let us okay. know on LinkedIn what you think and, and where you've done it. And if you haven't and you need help, then reach out for help. Um, so that would be not my takeaway, but my, my ask, what was your, what's your takeaway Shredder? My takeaway to all the HR professionals who are listening to this is that if you do not have this capability in the organization, go and ask like, or explore where is it residing because it must be residing somewhere. And if it is not residing in the organization and it's just dependent on the management consultants, then you have a big opportunity. Use that as, a, that as an opportunity to build something and we are here to help. But don't just let HR go forward with the transformation without having this capability because it will never take you that far. So if you have a talent capability, always have an org design capability or OPNA capability, however you would like to call it, and search for it where it sits in the organization. Who has the the A on it, like, you know, or the responsibility on it? That's my Correct. takeaway, Rupert. Thanks, Shraddha. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll have an impact. And um, if not, we'll keep on smiling and we'll, we'll keep on trying. So, <laughs> so thanks so much. Thank you for raising this topic, Rupert. It was a loaded one, but I, I, I really enjoyed going through it. So thank you for unpacking that. Thank Until you. Until next time. Until Bye next now. Time.